Open up to Matthew chapter 24, please. Now we're familiar with the scripture, but Matthew 24, 36, notice Jesus' words, concerning that day and hour, nobody knows, neither the angels of the heavens, nor the Son, but only the Father. Hello, my name is Devin Sawyer. Hello, this is Jaden Sofa, and we're going to be hosting the No Date or Time podcast. And this is basically about times throughout history, religious groups thought the rapture would happen, and the aftermath and fallout when it didn't happen. We're going to talk about people's reactions and how they felt after uh, nothing happened. Yeah, and... Uh, this first episode is going to be about 88 reasons why the rapture will happen in 1988. It's this popular book written by Edgar Wisenant. Okay, so let's get right into it. Okay, so I'm thinking the best way to get started here is we start off um, with the essential information and uh, we just go piece by piece of the story. What are you thinking? talk about what happened like chronologically yeah yeah so um so let's get started so this the story is edgar wisenant was this former rocket engineer with the uh national aeronautics and space administration so he was from nasa yeah he was from nasa he was he was pretty big baller shot collar the the official national organization yeah yeah and so, um, you know, he helped put the first patch of men on the moon. Like, he was... That's pretty impressive. He, yeah, he was with Apollo 11 and all that kind of stuff. And so he predicted that the rapture would take place between September 11th and September 13th of 1988. All right? And um, so he wrote two books on this. Uh, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Will Be in 1988. Are we going to talk about his reasons? Um, we can. Okay. We, we should. We definitely should. Uh, and uh, he his second book was on borrowed time. And 88 Reasons was actually a really big seller in the South. It sold four and a half million copies in bookstores. So it was like a New York Times bestseller the year it came out. I mean, if I had that much authority, I'd probably sell a book as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um... He was rolling in it, and then his sec. He also sent out three hundred thousand books to churches in the country, and was like begging preachers at the time to like preach on it and convince their congregation. So, so were some like putting this into their sermons? Yeah, yeah. So like some preachers started preaching that this would happen, but like a lot of preachers like would just throw the book away, and. Uh, they didn't believe in it, but it was kind of like 50-50, I would guess. So he spent 16 years before his prediction of 1988 reading through the Bible and searching for clues. So he spent 16 years just grinding to find that 1988 year mark, and he was still wrong. So that's kind of funny when you think about it. That's almost as old as I am, really. What got him started on like looking into this, like thinking that there was going to be a rapture and looking for clues? 
I don't know, but you know they say, so Matthew uh, 24, verse 36 is the whole name of the podcast, but about that day or hour no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. So the Bible itself says that no one is going to know. And uh, he was like, I guess my name's no one. Because <laughs> I'm going to find out, you know. Here's some of the uh, wonderfully bizarre quotes from the man. Uh, Only if the Bible is an error am I wrong, and I say that to every preacher in town. He must have been pretty embarrassed <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Another thing he said was, um, but if the watchman sees the sword coming and does not blow the trumpet to warn the people, and the sword comes and takes the life of one of them, I will hold the watchman accountable for his blood. So that's from Ezekiel, and this is what he had to say about it. He said, I am the watchman. There's no question I'd be condemned to hell if I did not warn everyone I possibly could. Okay, so he was very strong on feeling on this. Yeah, yeah. So he, pretty egotistical, thinking that that verse in Ezekiel was about him. I am about to show Jaden here, my co-host, a news clip from 1988 that was on the air a couple days before all this went down. But it's talking about 88 reasons why the rapture wouldn't happen and all that kind of stuff. And he's going to give y'all his reaction afterwards because he has not seen it yet. I'm very interested in seeing it. Yeah, I searched the web for a long time, and most of the stuff has been erased from the internet. So this is the only video I could find. Christians have always sought tangible signs of their God. Last year in Pleasant Grove, there was the Virgin Mary tree. This year in Lubbock, thousands of believers descended on a Catholic church hoping to see a miracle. And there have always been those who look for signs of the rapture, described in the Bible as a time when the Lord would descend from the heaven with a shout and take the believers into the clouds with him. According to the hot-selling book, 88 Reasons Why the Rapture Will Be in 1988, the rapture should have occurred during the Jewish New Year celebration that ends today. There aren't many copies of the book left in Dallas. Bookstores report they sold like hotcakes. At this store, more than 200 were gobbled up in the past month. I guess it's amazing because we don't usually sell that many in one book. It is written by Edgar Wisnott, a former NASA rocket engineer who spent 14 years organizing the the end-of-the-time prophecies in the Bible and looking for signs in current world events that point to the tribulation the turmoil to follow the rapture. Events like wars, famines, and earthquakes, which are mentioned in the Bible. Calculations are off, and also a lot of the stuff he bases on uh, what other people say about the text are not even authorities in the particular field. Harold Honer of the Dallas Theological Seminary says, as a Christian, he is looking forward to the rapture, but he figured it probably would not be today, because the Bible says no one will know when it will happen. Christians add that if you believe, you won't have to worry. I don't think that we should be uh, selling our possessions and, and sitting up on the rooftops waiting for, for this thing to happen. I think when it happens, we'll all be caught by surprise. When as Christians, we're supposed to live a life that we would be prepared for his coming. Ramona Logan, Channel 5 News, Dallas. They did not seem to be reacting uh, very strongly to that. Most of them did not seem like uh, 
They thought the world was going to end. Yeah, I wish that there was a video of the fanatics that were, like, trying to sell their home, and you know what yeah. I mean? That one dude seemed pretty glad that he was selling books, though. Yeah, yeah. 200 copies of a book in a month at any bookstore is a lot of books. That's impressive, because they were, like, building up to that day, right? Yeah, yeah. They're like, if, if this is real, it's going to happen now. Yeah, that's a lot of books. And um, so apparently it was super popular in places like Texas... Kentucky, Alabama. I'm not sure about in South Carolina and North Carolina or whatever, but the Bible Belt, this was like a huge craze. So after that date, did the sales just like stop? Um, yeah, we're about to get into that in the aftermath with how his future books did. Um, his, his next books did not do as hot as 88 Reasons Why. That's For good hard. reason. Yeah. It's very hard to figure out why. Yeah, yeah. If you cry wolf too many times, people are going to just not care anymore, you know? So following uh, that date coming and going with uh, nothing happening, uh, he changed his prediction to 1989, then to 1993, and then to 1994. His final book that he released was called The Final Shout, and it only managed to sell 30,000 copies, which was a significantly lower amount than the last two. Yeah, he seems a little unsure of himself. His final position was that 1994 had to be the absolute deadline. Okay, and uh, this is a really great quote for him that came out after 1988 didn't happen, and he said... All of my evidence points to September 1st, 1989. If it doesn't happen, I have no more answers. I would conclude that Christianity's beliefs are in bad shape. That's pretty savage. Yeah, he's well, he's basically saying, like, if this date isn't right, then this whole religion is wrong. Yeah, 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 that's pretty savage. He's... He's, he seems a little too sure of himself at that point, you know? I kind of wonder, like, if he was just an atheist that was going in for a long troll, you know? Yeah, yeah, maybe he was. So now we're about to dive into um, the book and his reasoning behind all of this and see if it holds up. All right, so we have the 88 reasons the rapture will be in 1988 pulled up on our phones and computers or whatever, and we're just scrolling through some of the reasons. So we're going to just tell y'all the good ones that we see. But you can tell that, like, some of the reasons aren't even, like, reasons, like number 58. Thus it appears that maybe the Antichrist of the end time was born... February 5th, 1962. These count of days are no accident. Like, how is that even a reason? Yeah, there's several where you kind of have to, like, infer what, like how he's even trying to connect it to the year. And one of the craziest things is there's only 86 reasons. So the book was telling a lie from the start. There's not even 88 reasons, unless he's doubled up somewhere. For reason number 43, he says, How about this additional sign in the sky? Were you aware that Mars is regarded as the war planet and it has two moons, one of which is Phobius, meaning fear, and the other demons, meaning devils, and has historically been associated with war as it becomes close to the Earth in its orbit? 
On the Day of Atonement this year, when the Antichrist signs a peace pact with Israel, is when the planet Mars will be as close as ever in history to the Earth. If you can't read the Bible, then read the sky, he says. Yeah, that seems like a bit of a stretch. And he doesn't even say the date that Mars will be close or anything. He's just like, Mars is going to be super close, and then he doesn't even say when. And that means the world's going to end in 1988. Oh, yeah, definitely. Should I read the whole bit? Well, I can read like the first half of it, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. For reason number 60, he states, We find a significant date which begins on October 4th, 1917, the birth of communism, and what is truly mind-boggling is that PS 9010 says that the days of man's years are 70 years. Well, at sunset October 3rd, 1988, when World War III starts, we find the age of communism to be 70 years, 364 days, and 23 hours old. Communism never reaches its 71st birthday before the World War, which destroys communism has started. Uh, should I keep going? Oh, no, that's fine. Okay. I think that's... Here's reason 9, 10, and 11. It says, an extremely important point, if you realize that Jesus as God made the 69th and the 70th week, week of Daniel, continuous in the mind of the Jew, as well as the mind of the Gentile, by tying the 69 and 70 weeks of Daniel together, by using the seven feasts of Israel, then Jesus' statement, four more months and then harvest, becomes clear. Matthew thirteen thirty nine says the harvest is the end of the age. That's kind of crazy. So this has been uh, No Date or Time with Devin Sawyer. And Jaden Sofa. Yeah, and we've enjoyed hosting this, and we got another episode coming up soon. So if you like what you've been hearing, you're rocking with it, you better tune into the next one. And I hope you're anxious for the year 1988, because a lot's going to go down. Oh, yeah, a lot's going down in 1988, so y'all better be reading books by Edgar Wisenant. He knows what he's talking about. Uh, open up to Matthew chapter 24, please. Now, we're familiar with this scripture, but Matthew 24, 36, notice Jesus' words concerning that day and hour. Nobody knows.